2: Hey Spoh, you got to know no one shoots it from the elbow quite like You Don shut down Dirk's ass in 06 Made him shoot a ton of bricks Dirk stopper You Don the last human you, you want to fight Use all six vows in one night, and you done us. Uh, Ah, welcome back, everybody! Happy holidays out there. So (laughs) this
0: day just keeps on going. Just keeps Uh, on
2: piling up. (laughs) so,
0: So the music starts, and I'm like. Oh, this is one of my favorite christmas songs yeah. and then it's he starts up singing up right i said i grew up with this song
2: he thought he's like ah, oh, great donny hathaway let's get yeah. going. and it's like oh it's, it's Brendan Tobin. It's, yeah it's it's the show pony another charge <laughs> uh let's get some headlines brought to you by a new palmetto ford truck super center why buy your truck at a car store palmetto ford we know Tracks. Speaking of damages done, by the way, uh, this was a fun thing, a little UFC thing, Leroy. So yesterday, this uh, clip was going viral of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in front of the show, and he was saying that Kamara Usman might be out of his rematch with Leon Edwards because of hand surgery, which is concerning. You know, a fighter needs his hands. And so uh, and I don't think Wonderboy could fight because he messed up his hand in the Kevin Holland fight, too. So they need a fight for Leon Edwards come March in London. And so the rumor that that Wonder Boy started was that they are looking at Jorge Masvidal to fight for the title, which has UFC fans up in arms because he hasn't won in a while. Right. He's lost his last three fights, two of them were title fights. He lost right. dues, and so. Uh, but on the on the counterpoint, this is the three piece in a soda beef, right. and Leon Edwards wants to fight Jorge Masvidal. Because of what happened with them backstage, back when Hori Masvidal's rise came from the Darren Till fight, when he knocked out Darren Till in London and then fought Leon Edwards, uh, punched him uh, when they were when he interrupted his interview. So this is very interesting. But so, uh, Wonderboy has come out because of his interview clip where he said that they were looking at Hori Masvidal. He then comes out and says, "My friends, my bad. I meant to say I wouldn't be surprised." If they made Leon versus Masvidal, I have no idea what the UFC is planning to do. As of now, it's still Leon Usman. hashtag My bad. hashtag Oops.
0: I mean, got everybody all excited. Damages, but damn I would friend.
2: say this can't give me hashtag Oops.
0: In fairness to Masvidal, he's fought in his career a lot of last minute fights.
2: That you you know what I mean, so. It's also like, all right, people can get mad about it, but this has happened before. We've had guys fight off of losses. We've had uh, Yoel Romero has fought off of a loss and got to fight uh, Stylebender. Eh, who's not going to like this fight? They hate each other's guts. It's a stand-up brawl. You're not going to watch? Of course you're going to watch. Of course you're going to watch. Of course you're going to watch. Look, if they gave Conor McGregor a title shot, I know people will be bellyaching about it, but you're going to watch. Well, th- the problem with it is, is that the only people that can bellyache are hurt and can't fight. I know. So, of course, Usman deserves the shot. If he's hurt, though, and you need a replacement, this is about as good as it gets. Although I think Kobe Covington would probably lose his mind. Well, you think he should? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's only losses to Usman, and then he beat Masvidal. But then, of course, Masvidal sucker punched him at the restaurant, thus suing uh, Jorge Masvidal, and of course, uh, ar- getting Jorge Masvidal arrested. Uh, so they have their own little thing that they got to work out, but you know what? I'm sure Colby's playing like poker at the Hard Rock right now. Not even worried about so it.
0: They, gotta, they got some things they got to work
2: out. They got some things they got to work out. But anyway, uh, Wonder Boy the only guy maybe nice enough to get away with hashtag Oops. Yeah, he is a nice guy. Hashtag Oops. Anyway, uh, Panthers are back in action tonight. They host the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7:30. Uh, the Heat they beat the Pacers last night, 87 to 82. Eric's. He said uh, Eric also said the happiest people in the organization, him and Pat Riley. Woo! They loved it.
0: Dude, let me tell you. I get it and I get why they love it. But there's only so much so many games I could watch like that. It was rough. I mean, and I guess we didn't always feel like that way cuz in the 90s and 80s, that was great basketball.
2: Of course. You've gone from But when- it's
0: funny because it's amazing that Pat <clears throat> Believes that now.
2: We're mm-hmm.
0: back with the Lakers. Showtime, right? They were running gun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can. Uh, I, I need more. Oh my goodness! It
2: was it was it was a tough watch, dude. I'm not I'm not blaming you there,
0: dude. I, like and then it kept Oof. falling, kept going to commercial breaks. I'm like, oh.
2: my And then did the thing again where they nearly blew it, like they did against the Clippers. I was like, ah, just never. I you know. Let me ask you something. I just thought... I haven't even looked it up. When's the last time that he just had a nice, easy 15-point win? Have they had one this year? Because I don't recall it. I mean, even when they beat Boston, they let
0: Boston come back. They were, what, up five with 30 seconds? When's the last
2: time that he really didn't have to sweat one out? Because I feel like every game... Even when, like... Because even yesterday, they got... Is that
0: more an an indication of... How good or bad the Heat are, or just an indication of
2: what the league is now? Um, I don't know. I'm just wondering like I'm sure I every- see a lot of blowouts when I look at the scores. Yeah, there's a lot of blowouts. Like somebody's gonna have a night where they're on from three and you're off from three. And it feels like that's gonna go. But like I'm trying to think, when's the last time the Heat had an easy, breezy one? Looking right now. theoretical. let's just play exercise right now. Uh all right, last win, 87-82. That wasn't easy. Beat the Clippers, 115-110. That was close. Beat Boston in overtime. I guess we would say the Hawks?
3: And the Wizards, I would say. The 23rd.
2: Beat them by 12? No, Let's beat see. them by eight.
0: Let's just look at the games last night. Right? The Heat won they had a 82 Here we go. I'm going to read Nets beat the Wizards 112 to 100, easy peasy. The Hornets. The last three, I mean, beat the Wizards. Um, The Grizzlies beat the Hawks 128 103. The Mavericks beat the Thunder 121 to 114. Here's a close one: Spurs and Cavs. Spurs squeaked by the Cavs 112 111. Here's one. Trailblazers beat the Timberwolves, 138-112. Right,
2: I got the games. There was a 132-115 win over the Hornets. Yep. That was on a Saturday night. We all remember it. And then uh, then I, this one I distinctly remember. Finally, after, it was the Portland Trailblazers game. They smoked them. Portland was hot. I don't even know. if I think Portland was undefeated at that point. It was the fifth game of the season. And the Heat, remember Chauncey benched everybody by the by the fourth quarter. Right. And Dame got hurt in that game. Is that the only real blowout this year for the Heat? Pretty much. Pretty wild. Now that being said, they haven't been blown out a lot either.
0: Yeah, but I tell you, but in most of those games, they've had big leads and squandered them.
2: It's very annoying. It's yeah. Very annoying. Yeah. Um. So how about this? You know about this uh, Victor Wembanyama? He's all the rage now. Seven foot four, French. He's got a stroke. He blocks shots. Does it all. Mm-hmm. 18 years old. Kind of like Jovic. People that's
0: sitting somewhere in Never Never Land.
2: Uh yes, but Yovich is not seven four.
0: Okay, but I, I You're having a hard time getting me believe hmm? that he can't help this roster.
2: Alright, but, but put okay. that aside for right now.
0: Go on, put it aside.
2: Put it aside. We only right talk now. about the heat. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is no go ahead. This is about the heat. Really? Did you know that we have a super fan? His name is Michael Douglas. The Michael Douglas? The Michael Douglas. Old, 78 years old Michael Douglas. Probably
0: likes fruitcake.
2: I bet you he loves Loves fruitcake. fruitcake. (laughs) I bet you he loves fruitcake. (laughs) So Michael Douglas was watching Victor Wembenyama play ball. Play play some hoops. He's in France? I guess so, yeah. Because he was being interviewed by a French guy. And this... (laughs) And Michael Douglas... You got this, Marcos? Uh, Michael Douglas... He wants to see Victor Wembanyama on his favorite team. Here's Michael Douglas. What do you think about Victor Wembanyama?
1: He moves, he moves beautifully. A he moves de façon merveilleuse. And a very nice family. Il a une famille très très sympathique. Brother, very talented. Il a aussi des frères très talentueux. And uh, I wish him the best. <laughs> Je lui souhaite <laughs> le meilleur. Do you think? Does he have, can have an impact in NBA?
2: Vous pensez qu'il peut avoir un impact en NBA? i Je
1: suis un grand fan it, de basketball. The number one, number one Il sera le premier choix de la draft évidemment. Which
0: team do you follow in the NBA? C'est, c'est
1: quoi l'équipe que vous suivez?
2: I don't think they have a chance. <laughs> Miami, Hades, je pense pas qu'ils aient une chance mais. Joel Victor, go to Florida. I about that. Michael Douglas, Heat lifer. Go- His good friend Pat Riley has him a heat lifer. He's trying to get Wimbanyama to the heat.
0: I wasn't listening.
2: Why not? To <laughs> a French? Very rarely do,
0: do we have the translation going the other way. I know it's a little yeah. bit weird. It's weird. It's right? A little bit weird, right? I would have to. I would have to call my wife my mother
2: in How they, about Michael Douglas out here scouting just in case the Heat decide to tank?
0: They ain't tanking.
2: I don't think they're going to tank either, but if it does go awry, Michael Douglas is boots on the ground letting his guy Pat Riley know. Hey, this guy's got the goods. You
0: think he's Pat Riley's guy?
2: Oh, no, they are. I'm not even making that up. Like They're legitimately very close friends. That's why he's a Heat fan. They mm, kind of look alike, too. They kind of <laughs> do look like that look alike. <laughs> well you know what's funny? Because I was like I, myself, I, was thinking, I was thinking to myself Michael Douglas, I was like, man, he looks old as hell. And then I'm like looking at Pat Riley. I'm like, man, him and Pat Riley are the same age because they're great friends. So how about that? So they probably became friends when they were um I've probably been friends forever. Probably LA. probably LA friends. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. How about that though? Heat fan, heat lifer, Michael Douglas. Wants benyama If he were to come to the Heat, what do you think about this?
0: He'll be, you know what they'll do? They'll have him next to Jovic, They'll both be dominating in the G League.
2: Nah, come on, dude. He's the number one. <laughs> on let Just stop it. You're lashing out. I mean, we're going in a totally different direction. Look, if this team wasn't playing for anything, Jovic would be up here getting buckets. You know that.
0: I mean, t- how can he not help?
2: I'm with you. Look, I wanted to play too.
0: No, 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 your silly sauce reasons. What do we need? I'm saying, based on what the the few minutes or games that we've seen, you telling me he he doesn't have a role on this team? I especially when they can't score, I throw him out there and say, "Do you, baby?"
2: What about this? If we get no. It.
0: I already know. I could tell Marcus, by the smirk on your face. What if. Talk what to Marcus. I'm listening. That's your guy.
2: What if mm-hmm. we get Victor Winbanyama? Mm-hmm. and we call him Winbinyama? for Winwood because he's artistic oh, okay. basketball. Okay. How about that? Okay. How about right. that, dude? At first, I thought you said win, like win a game. And no, I was like, that's dude. boring. But Winwood. Oh. Now you got me.
3: You forgot about
2: Art Basel way too much. Looses. boss What? Even, here's the thing that's beautiful about, though. Mm-hmm. Let's say they don't even tank for Wimbenyama. Yeah. But Michael Douglas is telling, he's putting that little birdie in his ear because eventually, once Wimbenyama ends up on the Spurs and doesn't want to stay there, yep. what's he going to remember? He's going to remember that conversation he had with Michael Douglas. He
0: didn't have a conversation with Michael Douglas.
2: <laughs> he did, too. He just he said even. he talked to him. You weren't listening because of the French translator. Mm-hmm. He said, I had a conversation with him. I told him to come to Florida. Yep. He loves the Miami Heat. Yeah, the, the,
0: Translation from English to another language. Well, you should have been listening.
2: Um,
0: I was listening to the French guy. I wasn't (laughs) listening. (laughs) But
2: think about this. Think about this. I'm sorry, I'm old. You don't think Victor... My
0: my attention span is not... But
2: I'm not fruitcake old, but I'm old. You don't think Wembenyama thinks to himself after he eventually wants to leave the Spurs or the Thunder, and he goes, "Man, remember when Michael Douglas told me I should go to the Heat?
0: I'm guessing... He had to ask somebody who Michael Douglas
2: was. No way, dude. No, you're wrong. Michael Douglas is A-list. A-list. You know what's sad? Wim
0: Yama's 19 years old, dude. 18. 18 years old. Yeah. He don't know nothing Michael Douglas has ever done.
2: The French love American movies. I don't know, dude. I saw that he was in Ant-Man, and I was like, oh, I remember him. Right. He's <laughs> got a gorgeous name going on right now, Michael Douglas. Yeah. He does. Is he still married to Catherine Zaid Jones? Yep. I think so. Yes, okay. he is. I think so. Yes, he hey, is. 25 year age difference there. Huh? Talk about Larsa Pippen. Right. <laughs> 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 we'll take a quick break. Back after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone
0: 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend all here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: All right, welcome back. Tobin and Leroy. Seth Levin's going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll talk some fins with him. So we're doing fruitcake Right
0: after Seth. And then the pizza. Wait, wait, wait. You want fruitcake
2: before the pizza? I, we I'm only taking a bite of this thing. I'm not eating the whole piece. Why are you looking at me like that? How much are you requiring me to eat? We're
0: going to cut this. I thought we were just Hold on. Cut ah, 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 that in four pieces? Hold on. We're going to cut this, and then we'll split one piece. Mm-hmm. They'll split one piece.
2: Okay. Why don't you just make it four pieces? No,
0: yeah, I'm not sure. No, because I'm not cutting this whole thing in four pieces. because yeah, oh, I'm slicing yeah, it. For sure, for sure. I'm slicing it. Of oh, course.
2: Trying to get you nine dollars okay. back for?
0: No, I'm not going to return it. Well, I mean, we know we got somebody <laughs> waiting in the wings for some fruitcake.
2: I know. You. Probably, why don't you just bring them a piece?
0: Yeah, I'll bring him a piece. But uh, <laughs> I want to
2: make sure that you get a piece with all
0: of the. I don't want it, man. All of the little fruits. It looks gross. Dude, first of all, it looks like somebody made a cake with nuts
2: and jujubes. Yep. It's got nothing there that I am interested in in the least And bit.
0: it has the audacity, the unmitigated gall, to say there is fruit included in this fruit cake.
2: Oh, well, that's good news. Devo Samuel's coming back in the regular season?
0: All right. Good for him. I mean,
2: okay. I thought he was donezo.
0: No, once they said Ooh, high ankle sprain, it gosh. does it does hurt, dude. Let me tell you. See right there? I'ma tell you when they hurt him. Right there. Oh. You know why? Oh no. Because I'ma tell you everybody have a button on their body. And that button is eject mode for the football. Oof. So if you get hit hard enough in a certain spot, you don't care about the football.
2: I still can't believe that play Tyreek Hill made.
0: <laughs> wow. The ball came out like a like a rugby scrum I with can't an believe injured that ankle. Uh, so I mean, impressive. just imagine how fast he is when he's fast. You know who's fast like that? Mm-hmm. Dion. So you see what I had done to my thumb, right? I had it fused. Fused it, yeah. Dion had that done to his toe and Doesn't played matter. football five more
2: years. That's a turf toe thing? Yeah. Oof.
0: He had the same surgery that OJ McDuffie had. Ugh. Oof. Right. But he played. He was so fast. Now he had to move to safety. But he was so fast that even running and and they fuse it so you can't bend it. Why? So if, it's like a plank.
2: The safety, why? Because everything's in front of them then, more so than if he was at a. Uh, no, because he can't. He can't.
0: Right. It, like you. You need to be more shifty. Um, but Dion was so fast.
2: Do you think that? Do you think that Xavier uh, Howard with his struggles? Do you think this is just a case of? Being, you know, he's at the groin thing, like he's just had it all year and it's hampering him. Or do you think that, like, we're genuinely seeing a decline with him?
0: No. You're, I'm asking. No, it's not a decline. He's banged up. Like, and, and here's the one thing I hated about playing professional football. Because, for example, I got a new contract after my second year, right? The third year in the preseason, I got an ACL injury. I was out like three weeks and then I wore a brace and played the rest of the year. Didn't have as good a year as I had the year before. And they came to me and said, hey, we need to get some of that back. Right? Yep. So I hate the fact that they were asking you to give whatever you can. You know, like when Spoh say, oh, we can give... You know, if you can give me thirty minutes, give me ten minutes, or whatever. But the difference in football is that money ain't guaranteed. Correct. So you go out there and play, and you don't play like you did last year. They're gonna come at you and say, "Give us a little bit back." Mm-hmm. And 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 a lot of
2: people think that's the theory of what happened with Byron Jones. Like that know, he wanted they that they that they were looking to move him or they were gonna make him re uh, recon, uh, reconstruct his contract. Right. And he goes surgery guaranteed.
0: Right. See, but but, I hate the fact that as a player that you're even in that spot. Like, if there's anybody who should appreciate you given what you can, it's the team you play for. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, then they come back at you and say, well, you didn't have a good enough year. We, we're going to restructure your contract or whatever. So why would anybody ever risk it? You see, as a fan, you want your guy to give you whatever he can. Sure. Right? But as a player, you don't benefit from doing that.
2: I saw McDaniel said yesterday, uh, kind of for the first time, really, acknowledging, goes, I'm not expecting him back. If he is, it's a bonus, but I'm not counting on Byron Jones coming back this season. You scratch your back with that skeleton thing. We'll take a break. Seth Lovett's going to join us next. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on five sixty WQAM. If you guys are looking for Christmas music as you are at the presents or get into the holiday spirit, check out our sister station one hundred one point five Light FM playing Christmas music twenty four seven. That's one hundred one point five Light FM. You think they're playing your? Uh, you think they're playing your U D song? They should. They should. I gotta get a. Uh, I got a new Dolphin song. It's it's up here. But I need to, you know, come through with the execution on it, you know, finishing touches. You gotta, you
0: gotta take it back, go back to the lab. Why don't you have? Why don't you do a collab with Marcos? Maybe ruin his music career. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's very harsh. <laughs> <laughs> minus one,
2: minus one for no, out wow. NRAD lashing out and I'm
0: going out. Minus one. Just,
2: wow.
0: I'm just saying. I can, I can hear. I can see the text right now. Marcos, you're in the music. I'm in the music. We should have a collab, baby.
3: Honestly, <laughs> I want to hear it. So I want to hear it. Yeah? I think it'll be really good. Yeah?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go out to the toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shower 59 Toyota indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at of Hollywood hey. on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. I'm assuming Seth's good to go. Seth is there. Seth Levin from the Fish Tank Podcast <laughs> is joining us here on the show. And Leroy's here on oh, time, Seth. Hey, all guests. Hey, Seth. All guests
0: will enjoy a a holiday treat. We will send you a (laughs) fruitcake, so you can enjoy it with your
2: family. I can't hear him. We can't hear him. Hey, Marcos, you got his uh, levels up there, dude? Yeah. No connection, no sound. See if we can get him uh, reestablished there. Hmm. It's him. There he is. Wait. I'm here. There you you are. There you
4: go. Did you have his right. levels down, Marcos? No, he pushed a button on his mic. Right. I saw him. I did, and then everything disappeared. So it wasn't that. I don't know what uh. it was. It doesn't matter. What matters is now. Yes. Tell me more about this fruitcake. So listen. Fruitcake.
0: Uh huh. You don't like you like fruitcake? I mean, I like gifts
4: and I like food.
3: <laughs> have you ever tried fruitcake? Have you ever had
4: fruitcake? I've probably had every possible holiday dessert pastry you could have.
0: The only place you would get this is either a parent or a grandmother's house. If you go to a friend's house, (laughs) you will not have fruitcake. It's basically basically a cake with jujubes and nuts in it. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) But, But where did it come from? <laughs> fruitcake was designed by old people, bro. No, I don't mean the history. I don't <laughs> need to know
4: the etymology of fruitcake. I'm saying, why is that fruitcake there with you now? And because I'm making, we're we're gonna ta- we're gonna taste is, yeah. we're gonna taste the fruitcake. Yeah, he's he got has some, an
2: obsession. He's got some fascination yeah, exactly. with us all trying <laughs> fruitcake, which none of us Wait, have a desire to eat. No,
0: no, no. Wow. When this started, everybody was in. No, we were. No, right yes, that. you were, Leroy. I'm, I'm in, gonna tell Leroy. you right now, I'm
2: Leroy. I'm gonna tell you right now, nobody was in on this bit. You said we're doing it. And we're like, all right. Nobody was in on this bit. You're just like, oh, we're trying it. Because you have this fascination, fascination with uh, fruitcake.
0: I was in for I'm the in. laughs.
2: I don't, I'm I'm, don't. All right.
0: Okay. I got so, you, So, hey, so I'm going to start this off. You, did you hear what Javon Holland had to say? About uh, I actually fans. did
4: happen to uh, – he was disappointed at the fan, the flip-flopping, and and the reaction, right? right? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, me, I'm about to choke Tobin. he to- was distraught. He was laying on right. the floor of wherever upset. he was. He was, like, hiding in the closet. <laughs> yeah. He was distraught, uh, and he was disappointed.
0: I'm about to choke Tobin out because he – for some reason, I tried to explain to him, Javon Holland's been here two years. Uh-huh. They've had a winning record for each of the two years. Yeah. why would he give a rat's ass what happened 20 years ago and what's been happening for 20 years stop taking your pains and your woes out on guys don't know have no idea what you've experienced right and I think that's where the players come from sometimes when you go to a player like if you go to two and say well you haven't done this in over 20 years I'm like okay two is like yeah I was five. Right, like why? Why even if people,
4: they had? Do you think even if they had that perspective, they would care and want that? Like either you're riding with me or you're not. Right, but that's kind of my point. But is. but yeah. that's my point.
0: That like that so many people down here have gone. Oh, here we go again. Right, but you're eight and five.
4: Yep. Do you you
0: like? Okay, the difference between the best team in the entire
2: NFL mm-hmm. and where you are. It's not that big of a difference. Okay, the thing I would say to that, though, with the fans, and by the way, I think the Dolphins are going to bounce back. I just want this clear. I'm not. I'm not rats off a ship. Which you seem to be. Uh, you seem to be uh, putting on me. I'm not. Uh, there's a difference between fans being disappointed in a performance and being rats off a ship. And I would say, yeah, 22 years since a playoff win, and that December swoon, all too familiar. And I think the thing that's got people probably a little shook. Is the idea that this team, the thing they've been able to count on, especially in that win streak, was that offense looked unstoppable. And now, these last two weeks, it's looked inept. And we're like, what the hell is this? So, yeah, I could definitely understand the fans like starting to have the horrors of the past come up on them.
0: I I get that, but you do know you're playing, you're not playing by yourself, you're playing against another team. And the first week against San Francisco, you're playing against the best
4: defense in the league, right? So. Here's here's what I would say, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, little, right? you're, you're not. Things. Uh, okay. <laughs> you were done. Perfect. Yeah. So okay, have some fruitcake on me. So <laughs> a couple things here is that, that, number one, I think understanding what you're saying there, Tobin, about you know the, the here we go again, the battered fan base, the disappointment, December swoon, we've seen this movie before. I get all that. And if that is what you're feeling now, well, Ultimately, fans can feel whatever they want. You'd right. like for everybody to be respectful. That's not realistic, but um, you know, fans can certainly feel whatever they want to feel, and I understand that. I think that perhaps what Javon Holland and I don't know, uh, but maybe what some other people are taking issue with is like, well, wait a minute, if. Three weeks ago, you thought Tua was the MVP of the league. You can't be completely off the Tua train. You can be disappointed with the performance. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, no. You know, I heard Joy. Uh, Joy was on speak, and she goes, dolphins are going to dolphin. and I And I understand that philosophy or why people feel that way. But to me, that if all of a sudden you think a player who was one of the best players in the entire National Football League all of a sudden can't play, that this is the real guy – then, I, you know, I could see where people would find that problematic. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and the games are going to have to be played, and we'll see what the results are. What was disheartening and going to the second thing, they did play the number one defense in the league, and there were plays to be made. Tua right. so was off that game. We talked about this here in the show. I was like, look, I think it's an aberration. I don't think that was a reflection upon Tua. And quite honestly, even though he wasn't perfect against San Diego, I think if Tua – was as on target against the Niners as he was against San, uh, San, uh, San Los Angeles. Sorry, oh, no Los guys. San uh, that city <laughs> doesn't Los care Angeles. either. I saw all the um, Dolphins fans there. <laughs> as they, against the Chargers, they they probably could have beaten San Francisco because guys were running wide open. What was disheartening is you're playing the number thirty ranked defense yes. in the entire National Football League, who was playing a bunch of guys who are backups, and they're still getting paid. They're still professional football players. Respect but they're playing against the top two wide receivers in the league. They're playing against an MVP candidate. They're playing against one of the most explosive offenses in football, and they really struggled. It looked like there was just this giant blanket over uh, the Dolphins' well, offense. How much, so I think that's why guys were, were, were fans were you, really kind of like, what is going on? How much do you buy
2: into – Mike McDaniel made the point yesterday he thinks some guys on the team are pressing. How much do you buy into that, that, the, that these are very important games and that – guys trying a little too hard, not playing as loose as they were early in the season because the stakes are raised, how much do you think that's maybe had an effect on uh, their performances?
4: Well, he would know better than I. He sees them every day. He sees them in meetings, sees them in practice, and certainly the performance, and he knows what to expect. He's seen the the 10,000 reps of each guy as opposed to what we just see on Sundays. Um, you know Leroy could probably answer better than I could have but I, I think pressing is a real thing I mean you'd like to think everybody's professional you'd like to think everybody has quote-unquote been here before but a lot of these guys are young mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have you know Tyree kill has been there before he's been to the mountaintop not everybody has right and so it is realistic to think that some guys do get a little tighter when when the stakes are higher some guys maybe are. You know, aren't used to as great as it was that they could bond, some guys maybe aren't prepared to be away from their normal uh, regimen for two weeks. It's just everybody's going to react differently, especially when they've never done it before. And so last week, we talked here on the show about how fascinating i thought fo- I thought it was that Mike McDaniel wanted to create this playoff like atmosphere before they actually got to the playoffs. But if they're not going to respond, yeah, then that might be a little cause for concern. you got you you well, first of all, he has
0: to do it because eventually, You're hoping it comes, and you want guys to know what that feeling's like.
4: Right, and I believe it will, by the way. I think that this is a good enough football team that eventually it will happen.
0: Now, my question is this. The the first week against San Francisco was execution, 100%. There was plays to be made, just Tua was off and awful. Um, But the second week was a scheme thing. Like, the way they positioned the 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 DBs over the wide receivers the way they got depth with the linebackers that was a scheme thing mm-hmm. and i'm wondering like there wasn't enough plays to really get what the adjustments would be yep. but i'm curious to know if they're going into this game here um because buffalo def- definitely has the horses to do the same thing san diego i mean uh, los angeles did all right, I feel better. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to know do you feel that they're going to have something to counter that before the game starts in case they see it because that like it was a, it wasn't a talent thing. What happened against the Chargers was purely schematic. And what they did made it tough on the Dolphins offense.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's a great question, and you know, we'll have to see what happens. Right. I would like to think. I mean, Mike McDaniel is clearly a very smart guy. He came in mm-hmm. with a reputation of being very smart, and we're talking football smart. We know he's we know he's smart. He went to Yale, but we're talking football smart. He came in uh, with the reputation of being a genius when it comes to offensive football. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of that. We've seen incredible creativity. We've seen explosiveness out of this Dolphins offense like we haven't seen in decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last two games, you know, they've gotten they, they've struggled for, for different reasons. I would like to think that they're not going to just line up and try and do the same thing and say we're not going to account for this. And he even said that. Right. They asked him about are people playing you differently. He said that started in week two. You know, that's right. that's what happens in the NFL. Nobody sits there and tries to play the team they saw in week one in week seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Everybody's making adjustments throughout the year, and that's the way it works. And sometimes you get it right in games and sometimes you don't. Right. Uh, he took some ownership of what happened against the Chargers. I, I think there was, you know, some. you can make an argument that maybe they should have run the ball more. They ran almost – they had almost five yards of carry. And mm-hmm. while there were certain plays that just got stuffed – they're also, you know, they they were moving the pile a little bit, and then they had a couple, you know, big gainers. And, and maybe just when your offense isn't clicking in the passing game, it would be nice to take a little more time off the clock and maybe get a first down, you know, because you went three yards, four yards, six yards, as opposed to having to get 15, 18 every time. But they're going to have to make those adjustments because, and they're also going to have to adjust the way they're playing anyway. Because I don't know that you can go throw the ball all over the yard if we see weather like we saw in Buffalo this past weekend.
0: Well, the other problem is is that you 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 really, from an offensive perspective, it's hard to do all those things with only forty plays. Right. And and so you're talking about two it was three for fifteen. So that means whatever game plan you had, you only had like 25 to 30 more plays to figure it out.
4: That's tough. Well, and that's because they weren't converting those first downs, right? right? You get yeah. more plays by moving mm-hmm. the sticks, and right. so they weren't doing that. If you go look at what their third down percentage was, it was absolutely—were was they zero for seven or something—and it was absolutely abysmal. And you know that's why you don't have as many chances. And and then and not only were they not converting third downs, and OJ brought this up on the postgame show, is it was third and ten, third and eleven, third and nine, third and twelve, never in good they, situations, I mean, consistently yeah. in third and forever. And that's a tough way to make a living.
2: Talking to Seth Levy. You guys catch him on the Fish Tank Podcast with OJ McDuffie and our post-game coverage here on 5.6 WQAM with Travis Wingfield. Um, you know what it was like to play a little McCochin? <laughs> want to see how much you feel this might be a subtle...
0: Everybody's not like you, dude. What do you mean? Like,
4: he, he thinks... Go ahead. This is my just favorite me. part of the show, by the <laughs> way. My,
2: I just want I just want to know, Seth, how much of you feels like this could be a subtle dig at those crybaby Bills, who oh the sun oh it was so hot, woo-hoo. Listen to what Mike McDaniel has to say about playing right. the weather, and tell me whether or not you think
3: the coach taking a little backhanded pot shot at the uh, at the Bills. I mean, it's all in in how you use it, you know. I think that it's kind of like uh, you know playing in Miami. All right, it's it's hot. We're used to it being hot. Does that mean we win every game? I mean, it the the course of the game can be influenced, but it, you know you still have to play in the same um, temperature and climate. Or as the opposing team, just one's more used to it than the other. So, you know, I think that's something that um, you have to be real and um, upfront that you know it's going to be cold. But it's also something that. No one cares. The, the box score doesn't read asterisks. It was cold. Everyone's going to be experiencing the same temperature, uh, so I, I don't plan on um, using that as an excuse in the in the slightest.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, could be something. Could be something so funny. So, so I, I you know. One of my roles in the postgame show, I love they call me the press conference consigliere. And so I, I'd like to think I'm pretty good at analyzing what a coach is saying here. I think you're trying to back yourself into a narrative. I think you're fabricating. Nope.
0: Yes! The- <laughs>
4: yes! Yes! I told you he meant nothing. nothing. Nah, I think he stated facts. He does not want his players to have an excuse. Mm. Um, it it just so happens that for the first time in the in the forever history of this rivalry, that Bills fans lost their minds because it was hot out. It, it was wasn't crazy, Bills who, who complained. It was Bills fans. They were I don't think that that's the coach saying that. He's saying that this is exactly what it is. Hmm. You know, like like we're not going to make it an excuse. It is something that's there. They're more used to it, but we both got to play in it. And and I think that's it. I th- I really am taking it at face value. Now, he's really great at the callbacks and the subtle jabs, or not jabs, but he's, you know, the sarcasm. He's fabulous at those things. I don't think that's what you heard here. Interesting. I mean, I'll
2: take your, your opinion on this <laughs> under
4: advisement. I don't agree with it, but I take it under <laughs> advisement.
2: Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Because
0: if it would have went the other way, yeah. he would have been, see, see, he would have been in my Perhaps. face. I can't rule that and out. Like, and now he's like, I'll take it under advisement. (laughs) I don't agree with you, but like, yeah. What do you got? That's it. Day South minus one for instigate. What? Yep. You get a minus minus one? one.
4: Can I, be a, I love it. I'm part of it. That's my first ever. I, no, I not you. He got it. No, but I was a part of the, oh, okay. right. the up. I've All only right. heard this from afar.
2: What uh what do you got coming up on the Fish Day podcast this week, <laughs> Seth?
4: Well, today uh today we we just launched an episode It's Richie Owens. Richie only played here for two years. I don't know if folks remember Richie or not. He was a defensive end that came from um We'll call them the Washington Commanders now. They weren't the Washington Commanders at that point in time. But he, he started his career in Washington, came down, played two years here, had eight and a half sacks his first year. It was 1999 uh, and and was a, a, another great just pass rusher that year where you had JT, you had Richie, you had Trace Armstrong, Kenny Mixon, Lorenzo Bromel. But – What's cool about Richie is the guy was a fine arts major in college. You don't get a whole lot of two hundred and eighty-five pounds, six-six guys who who were graphic designers, studied fine arts. In his post-playing career, he worked for Sears and Roebuck, designing like their catalogs and their things. And yeah, I mean, it's I'm looking at your face, Tobin, and so it's a really cool no, thing. Very interesting. Um, Guess what, Seth? I did play with somebody. Did
0: you? Yeah. Um, my my guy down, yeah, dude, in, um, uh, the painter. I'm deflecting the truth. The center, You're, uh, the, the center. Is, um, why why am I? Steve Everett. Steve okay. Everett was a, a, a graphic arts guy, and he used to do all of our. Because I played with him in Michigan and in Cleveland, and you know how they have the playbook for each week. He right. would design the cover. I love yeah, it. as long as we played with him. So right, yeah. Well, how rare is that? I mean, how many? Well, he let play me with tell entire you. Entire career, he's an odd bird now. Yeah, well Steve so, it, you know. Steve's an odd bird. I mean, last hurricane that hit, I was catching up because he lives in Key West. And I say, Hey, where are you going? He goes, I got my boat. I'm out here with my family on the golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. With his family. Yes. I told I'm you like, he says, Don't
4: drag your poor He says, I'm taking
0: that, right? the boat around. And I'm like, hey man,
4: nice. um you like need somewhere
0: to go? Now I'm good. <laughs> like,
4: well, Richie's unique. I don't know if he's that wild, but now it was good and he was open. One of the things I love about the show is that guys seem to open up a little bit. He talked about being disgruntled in Washington and then maybe some things that happened here in the transition from Jimmy when he left and Dave Monstet took over and and, and just uh, uh, you know where he felt that he was as a football player and where he is in in his current life. Um, We like all that, the human interest, the the, the Mm -hmm. narrative-driven stories. We can talk X's and O's all day. We know that's what drives the train, but it is fun to do that. And I'm not sure if it's going to be this following Tuesday or the week after that, but we just wrapped up an interview with Pete Stoyanovich today, and, man, was it a treat. That's cool. It was so cool. I can't believe how many, and we'll talk about it when the episode does drop, but I just can't believe how many big moments in in this franchise's history that Pete Stoyanovich was a part of.
2: Well, check it on out the Fish Tank Podcast. Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie do a fantastic job with that, and you of course can hear them coming up this uh, Saturday night on the post game show with Travis Wingfield and uh, hopefully recapping a Dolphins win against the Bills. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much.
4: Thanks, Seth. Thank you for having me. I hope that it's a uh, a, a nice, cozy seventy two degrees in the studio for that game, and that <laughs> we will not be using that as an excuse, regardless of how bad the post game show is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, Seth. Thanks so much. We'll take a All break. Right. We got a Marcos Mixed Bag coming up next hour, as well as he has been and in the lab with the Mixed Bag and Fruitcake. Are we doing this now? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Fruitcake. Uh, should we do what we want to do? Like Instagram Live? Do you want to Twitch this? What do you want to do?
0: We're going to Twitch it.
2: All right. Uh, so can we Twitch that during the break, j Is that possible? Sure. We, all or right. we can
0: just do it when we come back.
2: All right. We can do that. With it. That Let's works, too. Let's just do it
0: when we come back. So.
2: Perfect. Back with more for this. Previously on Tobin and Leroy. Probably a subtle jab, but it was a jab.